This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. Leading Second, what's up? Welcome back to season two of the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart. So excited you're here today. If you lead, but you're not in charge, then Leading Second is for you. This is a tribe and a space created just for you. And today we're continuing our series on being a culture carrier. This is our final series of season two of the Leading Second Podcast. And today we are talking with another great team on what it means to lead culture on behalf of your pastor. And that team today is Fresh Life Church. Uh, Lindsay and I and Leading Second Team Church, we have the highest respect for pastors Levi and Jenny Lesko for their team and what they are building at Fresh Life Church. They have a bold vision, a bold, strong culture that runs deep over locations that now span across you know, the Western part of the United States. And uh, Pastor Levi's teaching uh, has encouraged me so much personally, has spoken, uh, you know, life into me. And um, yet I've also been so impacted by their team. Their team of campus pastors has been to our conference, Team Church Conference, a couple of different years. And we've had an opportunity to bump into them over the course of doing ministry the last few years. Love what God is doing there. And I wanted you to hear how they lead culture across a multi-site church, probably a bit different than our last episode but I think this will help give you another great perspective. So here it is today, my conversation on being a culture carrier with Fresh Life Church. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for jumping on a call today. Uh, excited to be talking with you. We have on the podcast today, first of all, John Mark uh, from the Fresh Life team. Say what's up to everybody, John Mark. Hey everybody, good to be here. John Mark, what do you do on the team at Fresh Life? Uh, I am the operations pastor for Fresh Life, which basically means uh, I have oversight of campus leadership and I am uh, part of Pastor Levi's executive team. Awesome. Awesome. We l love your house. Love everything you all are doing. Uh, also joined by Chris Gwynn. Uh, say what's up to everybody, Chris. Hey. Hey, hey. hey. We, uh, you are the campus pastor at the Kalispell location. Yes. Yeah, I've been here for... For about two years and loving it. And uh, finally, uh, lastly, the man, the myth, Kyle Heineke. Uh, say what's after, buddy. What's up? <laughs> Kyle is from the Portland location of Fresh Life Church. That's right. And you, Kyle, you have um, you have some fingerprints in the the culture of leading second. You actually um, have helped us in some of the earliest days write some of our you know founding statements of Leading Second and whatnot. So um, we're really grateful. Yeah, I love it. love what Leading Second is doing. It's just an honor and a privilege. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, we're going to have a conversation today that um, we're actually going to be having over a few weeks here, and that is on being a culture carrier. And uh, I was really looking forward to this uh, conversation specifically because I'm really interested in how... Uh, various teams approach the topic of being a culture carrier. What I love about Fresh Life Church is you all have not played it safe. You have been bold. 
You have um, expanded into locations far and wide across the western part of the United States. And um, no doubt, culture is a big topic at Fresh Life Church, you know, getting it right and, and expanding and leading culture. So um, I'm just looking forward to having this conversation today. And I think I'll get this started. And maybe, um, maybe John Mark, maybe you can get us started with the first answer on this and we'll go from there. Um, I would love to hear from you guys, first of all, today. What is the most special thing to you about the culture of your house? Like, what do you love most about Fresh Life Church? Um, you know, I, I love this church for a lot of reasons. I think the thing that I love the most is just that there's kind of a relentlessness to it. Um, we have, uh, pastor Levi and Jenny, they just have a, um, a graceful relentlessness about them. Uh, they, they're not, they don't bulldoze people, but at the same time, they are, they just have this kind of aggressive mindset, um, that our time is short and that comes through in everything, uh, that they lead in our culture in terms of, uh, strategy, how we execute the weekend, how we interact with people, how we go after the lost. Uh, it's just a fun thing to be a part of. I love that. I love that. I actually would agree wholeheartedly with that. I feel like there's kind of an unapologetic, like, Hey, this is who we are. This is what we care about. You know, we're not doing softball leagues and we're not doing like potlucks. We're fighting for people. And so I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think the the other thing that sticks out to me, I was actually having a conversation last night with somebody about this of just like this overwhelming sense that the people who are engaged in the church understand that they're a part of something huge and they they see that the the sum of the parts is 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 huge and uh i had somebody last night say i can't believe that this is my church and i can't believe i get to be a part of this and i feel like that's sort of the uh, my sentiment and i know the sentiment of so many others that's awesome uh, i'm right there with all of these guys uh first and foremost being in this church changed my life and then to see how it's impacting others in a similar way, you know, uh, just reminds me how special this is and how crucial and important it is. And that's all coming from how Pastor Levi and Jenny approach ministry in 2019 and since we began. I love it. I love it. So I've heard it said that Vision is the church you want. Culture is the church you have. In, in other words, um, you know, we, we, we put a lot of statements on websites or walls or Instagram that represent the church that we desire to see. But then there's the experience that people actually have when they come into our campuses and when they come into our churches. And that's culture. And no doubt leading across, you know, different locations for you all, different states, uh, no doubt culture matters. So I guess let me ask each of you this, and you can all feel free to weigh in on this. What does being a culture carrier mean to you? I mean, in, in your specific context at your campuses, your roles, your seats on the bus, you have to carry culture to your team. You have to carry culture to your campus. What does being a culture carrier mean to each of you? I mean, I'll, I'll just say, I know something that has just been in my mind recently has been 
being a culture carrier is is embodying what you want the culture to look like because ultimately culture is just a bunch of people and the outcome of that. And so, um, I mean, what it means is just fighting to understand what your leader wants you to fight for and then embody that as it, as you propagate it. So, um, something I just has recently been in my mind is that you don't carry a culture in your hands. You carry it in your heart and you really become somebody, uh, that, that carries that forward. That's right. Kyle, you, you lead a campus that's separated by distance. So you're, I don't know what, a few hundred miles away from central campus. Yeah. What does, what does it look like to you to represent and drive culture deep in a location that's separated by physical distance? For me, I know that I exist in a, in an environment in tension. Like I'm constantly bridging the gap from, you know, one group to the other, so to speak, not that it's us or them or whatever, but more to take what is the heart and soul of the house and bring it to uh, a people that hasn't stepped foot in the central location or met the people that kind of operate the church. And for me, that starts with like really understanding who we are at our core and being that myself. And so then it doesn't feel like it's something I have to manufacture. It's more of a, it is who I am. You know, I, I am that way. That's really good. Really well said. John Mark, your role would be a little bit different. You, you would lead in an oversight role and um, probably look at culture a bit differently. So I guess take us to your seat on the bus. What, what does being a culture carrier and driving culture deep into the organization look like for you? Sure. Um, you know, having been uh, at one point a campus pastor and then having had different seats on the bus, um, I've had to realize in recent um, months, I would say, that that I, I, I tend to be a little bit more uh, prefer behind the scenes and, and I'm okay with that and, and I don't care if I'm uh, seen as, as a lot, uh, having a lot of influence. And so I've had to come to realize that um, as people are aware of the role, when I walk into the room, there is like people realize here's somebody who is directly representing Pastor Levi and Jane. And I've had to um, really be intentional in how I do that. Uh, number one, I have to always be on. I can't, I can't mm. just come in and, so good. Um, and be, you know, kind of half-heartedly in the moment. Uh, mm. It's like I was saying earlier about Pastor and Jenny and their just intentionality with everything. They are so good at being intentional about uh, everything from what a room looks and feels and smells like to engaging the person in front of them. And they're 100% in that moment. And so what I've had to shift from is walking into a room and saying, what would the Lescos think about that? And try to, like Kyle was saying, make that myself and walk into a room and saying, what do I think about this? Um, so that it's not like, you know, what would they say if they saw this? It's like, what am I saying when I see this? Hmm. So well said. So well said, which, which actually leads me to a question I wanted to ask each of you, because this will probably be a diff bit different for each of you. 
And you, you hit it exactly right, John Mark. Uh, leading second is a spirit, not a position. So when any of us walk into a room, whether or not we report to our pastor or not, when we walk into a room, we represent our pastors, we represent our churches, we represent the sacrifice that they made to build this thing that we get to lead in. So I guess I'd love to throw that question to, or you know, that, that comment to um, Chris and Kyle. When you walk into a room, when you walk into your campus, uh, how do you attempt to best represent your pastor uh, in that moment? That's a, a great question because that's who we are, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, I'll just say for myself, I, what I've had to learn is to learn how our pastor thinks and think that way. And so that has come over the years from like feedback and encouragement and learning how, like John Mark said, when they walk into a room, what are they thinking? Um, But what I've had to learn is to never, ever use their name as like the reason why, like, Hey, we can't clean this room. What if pastor Levi comes in here? It's like, no, this isn't who we are. This isn't who we are as a church. This isn't who we are as a team. Um, this isn't what we do and owning that as a, as a second chair leader, um, owning that because God has called me to a position of leadership under these people. But if, if I'm constantly like, Hey, they wouldn't like this, they wouldn't like that. I'm, it's kind of an Absalom mentality. Like I would let this happen, but they don't want that. And little by little, it can pull you away, but, um, just fighting to like learn how they think and then own that culture myself. Um, I've seen that pay huge dividends over the years. Well, and you, you bring up a really, really good point that would you guys agree with this, that the lowest, the lowest moment we have as second chair leaders is when we have to invoke our pastor's name to get something done. I oh, mean, sure. when we have to say, well, you know, Pastor Levi, or you know, in my case, Pastor Kevin, you know, he he would want that. So to me, we really lose a lot of the battle. Would you agree with that? When we have to say those words, hundred percent. Yeah, it's yeah, like playing, it. playing a trump card that you don't ever want to have to play. <laughs> totally, totally, and, and I think trump card is a great way to say it because if you can play it and it, and it'll win, I mean, it'll it'll do its job, but you lost a lot when you play that card. Uh, you, you lost an ability to lead, you know, for yourself. I think this is also, you're, you're, you're hitting on a really specific thing. I want people to always understand about the idea of leading second is leading second. Your pastors still need you to be a great leader. You know, we're not just, we're, we're not just followers. Of course we are, you know, we're not, we're not just, um, servants. Of course we are, but we're also leaders and, um, you know, our pastors need leadership bandwidth out of us and they need people to want to follow each of us and, um, they need people to want to rally behind each of us. That's how we grow and expand their influence in rooms that they're not in. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and like, if you're invoking the name of your pastor in order to get something done, what does that really say about you as a leader exactly. in the first place? I don't think people need you to say that. I think that you think you need to say that because you're not confident in yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it also just communicates like, like, Hey, you're a leader. And especially at a campus level. I mean, at a campus level, 
we are the the leader of the campus. And so when whenever we have to like pull a, hey, Central wants this or the Luscos would want that, we are essentially removing ourselves from the position of authority over what God has put us over and kind of abdicating on that in a way that I think over a long term of, uh, would be really destructive. John, John Mark, when you walk into a campus, you know, you know, what, whatever, whatever campus you might walk into, you're in a bit of a different seat than, than Chris or Kyle. What are you looking for when you walk into a campus and you want to have eyes, you want to give feedback, you want to give a direction. What are you looking for? Well, first of all, I, um, and I learned this from uh, some other really good leaders, but when I walk in, I want to, I, I want to let my presence be encouragement, celebratory, support, hmm. teaching, and in the moment, uh, unless I see something like really, really bad in the moment, uh, all criticism and feedback can be given later. It's so uh, good. And so like just in, because we are so, we have so many locations and because we're so far separated, uh, by distance in some locations, you know, Kyle is like a 12 or 13 hour drive away. Um, and, and so because of that distance, um, for one thing, you don't have the relational equity to walk in and, and just start making corrections. That's um, right. Maybe I do with the campus pastor, but that might be interpreted differently by somebody else. But but even more importantly than that, because those visits are so few and far between, I just want to make sure that I'm leveraging that visit uh, towards encouragement, teaching, um, you know, training, building up those kinds of things. And uh, of course, I want to be looking for atmosphere type things and anything like that. Um, and, and even if somebody's, you know, a lot of times we we have some great campus pastors who will say, uh, you know, what can I fix? What can I fix? What did you see? What did you see? And that's great. Like they want to be better. Um, but I just really fight to say that can come later. Um, that's look, so good. Let's just, I'm, I'm here to meet with people. Let's, let's, let's enjoy this. I could not agree with that more. That's so well said. Let me ask you guys a different question now, switching gears a little bit. Um, let's talk about your pastor. Um, I, I love your pastor. I respect him. Um, and respect what, what he and Jenny have built. What is the best thing your pastor does for you as a leader on the team? I mean, no doubt we have lead pastors that do listen to this podcast. So I guess talk to lead pastors for a minute. What's the best thing your pastor does for you as your leader? I'll, I'll keep talking here on that one. Um, I think one of the best things that Pastor Levi uh, and Jenny uh, that they do for me is immediate and direct feedback. Yes. Um, and, and, and very clearly, I'm not saying one of my favorite things that they do, um, <laughs> because it's not always, it's not always fun. Um, it never is, but I am slowly and painfully learning that feedback and even correction is, is good for me. And, uh, it, it makes me better. And, whether I actually enjoy it in the moment or not, it really is the best thing. Uh, and I know that's maybe a textbook answer, but um, the uh, receiving painful feedback, even if it's criticism or correction, 
is really and getting that on a regular basis um, when needed uh, is is one of the best things they do for me. Well, no, it's not a textbook answer. It's it's awesome. For, I guess from this angle, I've heard it said that the number one deficit in any organization is feedback. So it's 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 not vision, it's not mission statements, it's not direction, it's it's feedback. How am I doing right now? But let me ask you this: Did you you, you probably are the recipient of a fair amount of of direct, quick, upfront feedback? Uh, did that come easy for you at the beginning, or was that something you had to learn your way into receiving? Um, it's it, it's interesting. The when I was first, I mean, I can remember the day that Pastor Levi told me he was going to bring me into this role. Uh, he told me just right up front, he said, one thing you're going to see working directly for me is I give immediate uh, feedback. That's That can be encouragement. That can be um, correction. That can be, you know, both positive and negative. I'm going to give it immediately. I'm going to give directly. I'm not going to tiptoe around it. Um, but then once I give it to you, I'm going to give it to you and I'm not going to hang on to it. So you don't have to worry that I'm like walking around, you know, passive aggressive with some attitude towards you two days later. Wow. Once I give it to you, I'm giving it to you and I'm letting you have that. And so, uh, knowing that from the very beginning, uh, that he just, it's, it's because he cares about me. More importantly, it's because he cares about the organization. I think that's something that I've continually reminded myself. Um, not, I say the organization, Pastor Levi and Jenny are so relentlessly passionate about what God has called them to do, uh, that if there's ever a moment that is, I'm, that I feel, it feels like metal on metal to me, I know that like, I have to filter that through the lens of it's because they are so passionate about what God has called them to do. I love it. I love it. Very well said. Chris, Kyle, do you have anything to add on um, your pastor? Yeah, for sure. I think that the best thing that my pastor does is build my direct leader, who's John Mark. And so for me, the, the example that he sets makes the relationship between myself and John Mark even stronger as well, because that, that happens in, you know, in tandem, like he's showing me what he's expecting me to do with the people I lead as well. So I like that. I like that pastor Levi has that relationship with John Mark. And I like that that creates the same thing for us as leaders. So, you know, I think you were saying before, um, that 90% of leadership happens within the middle of an organization. But when that like person that is an executive pastor or that person that is operations like John Mark is receiving that kind of, um, discipling, then that can, he's given permission to do the same for me. Mm. And so I feel like I benefit directly from that relationship that Pastor Levi has with John Mark. So well said. Really good. I couldn't agree more. I feel like both of those are, are amazing. I know I, my what came to mind for me was a little bit different direction. One of my favorite things about working at Fresh Life and something that Pastor Levi cultivates unbelievably well is just an environment where innovation's welcome and like failure is welcome, where you can, I mean, 
over the last four years of being on staff, the amount of things that I've tried and then stopped trying or like, you know, tweaked a little bit or just thought through and different processes and like leader development and all, all kinds of things. He's because he cares about what we're doing and he leads the way in that it's like, he understands that his way isn't necessarily the best way. So with a reasonable spirit, he and Jenny both are like, Hey, bring up ideas, try things. Let's talk about this because it matters. And honestly, being in a place where creativity is, is encouraged and is really a part of doing your job excellently is really, really inspiring to be around. I love it. I'm going to go off script. I have a question I just thought of, and this is specifically for Kyle or Chris. It's my prayer with leading second that people understand that leading second is a spirit, not a position that, that the, every single person in the organization, every single person in the church leads on behalf of their leader. You are both separated from your pastor by a degree. I mean, you, you just mentioned you report to John Mark, not to your lead pastor. And yet when people walk into your campuses, um, it, you know, to, to those people, you do represent your pastor. And so the, the, the ownership is on you to stay really close with your pastor in spirit and in vision, even when separated organizationally. I guess maybe can you talk to that dynamic for a minute of, of you know, you're, 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 you're separated slightly organizationally, but that doesn't matter when it comes to how you have to represent them on the ground on a Sunday, you know, throughout the week. How do you get that right? I, I think that I, I, Kyle, you can answer separate, but I know for me personally, like it comes back down to embodying the vision that we're fighting for. And it's like, if, if, well, even upstream from that, it's like, if I take care of my spirit, then the rest of this will fall in line because the reason I'm here is because I believe in the vision that we're fighting for to see people stranded in sin, find life and liberty in Jesus Christ. When my spirit goes awry, I typically tend to deviate from that. And that's where the biggest problems come. But when I keep my spirit in line, man, that's, that's a natural overflow of a fervency and a vibrancy in my spirit, which is like, I want to see that too. And so it really becomes an organic representation of pastor Levi and even more so of the vision that we're fighting for. But that's what I found is like when my spirit's well, I'm right in line with that. And when my spirit's not well, that's where the kind of subtle division in my heart comes. Very, very well said. You know, I, I have never been a campus pastor in a location that pastor Levi like preached from, you know, like I've always been in this church, uh, in a distance campus, whether I was in Billings, which was, you know, seven or eight hours away from our central location or now in Portland, which is, as John Mark said, about 13 hours away. And we moved from the Flathead Valley to plant that church in Billings. And so for me, it's kind of hard to explain because it's not something I have to put on, like to try to, to do. I feel like the, internally the language we use a lot is commander's intent. And so I work toward understanding the best I can, what, what we're trying to do from a core as a, as a, as a ministry, and then understand also the, the kind of people that pastor Levi and Jenny are 
uh, from, you know, I pay attention to what they're doing on Instagram. I, I, I try and take note of what book he's reading. I try and, you know, understand like, Hey, what's he good cow? What's his it's like trying to get the details, you know? Um, and, and I pray for him and pray for Jenny. And I feel like there's just a kinetic thing that happens when we're all in the same stream together. Um, so for me, it's, it's just different because I'm kind of going off of maybe a year that I spent in the church in, in Kalispell before we moved and represented Pastor Levi now uh, since 2011 at a distance to other people. Well, it's so well said. And I hope people just hear the strength of that answer that it, again, going back to the idea of, you know, invoking the name of your pastor, if your pastor has to be the one to motivate you, if you can't mutually submit to someone else on the team, you know, if it has to come from pastor, you, you know, that sort of a thing, then I think we've really lost, we've, we've lost a lot of the battle. And I hope people understand the strength of what it means to lead, even when you're not seeing, you're not seeing them every day. You're not going out to lunch with them, you know, one to two times a week. You know, you're not over there. Like, like I hope people understand there's, there's a strength and a resolve that has to rise up, but that's good. And that's healthy. That enables the church to grow and to move forward. Um, I guess, let me, let me ask you guys this as we start to land the plane here. Is there a time where you got it wrong <laughs> as being a culture carrier? Is there a time where you got it wrong and if so, how did you pull out of that? How, how did you correct that situation? Never done that. I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my uh, recovery after talking about all the uh, uh, feedback and, and correction yeah. <laughs> that I've received. That's awesome. I, you know, I think, again, kind of going back to the feedback thing. And, and you know, you, you said this, Brandon, you know, talk to lead pastors who might be listening. Um, like, and, and even talking to those who are under a lead pastor or under somebody else, um, just trying to create in yourself a spirit of being unoffendable, um, is, mm. is so it's important. Good. Um, and, and just, and, and that's hard. Uh, it really is hard, but, but like we can tend to, and the enemy wants us to do this. The enemy wants us to, like read between the lines of something that our leader said to us and yes. get offended. And, um, and we just, you know, people call it assume positive intent. Um, I mean, like I'll even go so far as to say, you know, even if I'm assuming negative intent, um, not that that is the case with my leaders, but I want to be unoffendable. Like, even if I'm assuming that yes. somebody is trying to hurt my feelings, I want to be unoffendable. And so, uh, so where I'm going with that is like, what I love about what pastor and Jenny do is like that feedback happens so often that there's like the times where I've gotten it wrong with being a culture carrier, like they're, they're, they're tiny deviations. They're tiny corrections because I'm like, I, I, I never have had the opportunity to deviate far from, uh, where, we're headed um, because, uh, and, and as time goes on, as I um, follow the less goes more, and, and as I'm in this organization more, I don't need that correction as often. Um, I mean, I can remember times when I first came to work for Pastor where there were some there were some bigger conversations about how I should or shouldn't do things, um, and so every time we do something new, 
there's there's some growing pains with it. Um, but but just like having those. So I'm not, I'm not really giving you a specific example. Um, I mean, but like it's, it's tiny things like, you know, hey, that email you sent is not really how we do things. Uh, hey, that, you know, that that way that you um, did that baptism is not really how we do things. Uh, you know, and, and they're little things and never like, hey, you totally missed how we do our culture. I feel like John Mark really does a great job of that, too, of like being unoffendable. I've, I've seen it. And it's helpful to have him communicate that and lead out of that to the, the campus pastors because it, it's needed. It is. I know uh, I've actually been walking this probably in the last like six months. In March of this year, we opened up a brand new building, like huge project, gorgeous spaces and at our broadcast location. And uh, with that has come kind of a, a new, real big focus on like organization and cleanliness and I will say that's an area that I is probably not my forte. And uh, I don't think I really talked about it with anybody, but inside of me, I was just like kind of just setting that aside. Like, ah, that's not really who I am. Like I'm not organized. Uh, my, my room is tidy, but it's clean. And I just kind of <laughs> like, I would lead out of that where, where our team would like, they put stuff away, but it wouldn't be organized on the shelves or we put stuff so that it wasn't visible to the guests, but it wasn't actually, there was no system in place. And just a couple months ago, uh, it was the same kind of thing. God really got a hold of my spirit. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, this matters. Like this really matters. Having a system here matters. Being organized matters. And, um, what that has produced has just been, one, a new appreciation for that feedback where, you know, the Luscos could walk through and be like, hey, let's try to organize this this thing more. Like, hey, what's the thought process behind this? And um, I actually have learned to enjoy that and receive it because I want to know how they think. But it's also made me better. It's like, oh, yeah, just because I'm not wired that way. I'm not the standard. <laughs> and so. Right. Uh, and it's it's made our church better, I think, in the last couple of months as we've really been as I have been leading out of that and fighting for that. Um, but it's little, it's like John Mark said, it's not usually the huge thing. It's little things that if we allow to stay can, can slowly become big things, but they don't have to. Yep. Well said. And by the way, I'm going to come to Kalispell and I'm going to open every closet I can find there just so you know, (laughs) and I'm going to, I'm going to inspect every shelf I possibly can. You give me three days notice and we'll be ready. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, um, over the years, I think what I've picked up on more and more is where I've gotten it wrong with my hands has not ever been the problem. It's, it's usually what I say or think that has been where I get it wrong. And so just learning to think, um, more accurately, more, more like my past or more like my, uh, direct leader, John Mark, um, I've gotten it wrong a lot in that way. And so like the bigger issue, I love this is that it's, it's me becoming a better disciple of Jesus in the whole thing. Like, you know, Peter chopped a dude's ear off. It it wasn't, it wasn't the act of the ear chopping. It was his heart, you know? And so for me, I feel like what fresh life does so well, what pastor Levi has really built is this, like Chris said, this you have permission to innovate and, and things may fail, 
but your response is being very, very closely monitored because that's what's going to prove the fruit in you as a person and as a leader. So I think that's been a really interesting <laughs> journey over the years just to learn to be less offendable, learn to be um, thick skinned, soft heart, you know. Well, and like Chris said, you know, out of, out of the, uh, Chris was talking about his spirit and, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And um, to the degree that we are all keeping our spirit and our core, um, it's so easy in ministry to uh, let your personal relationship with Jesus slide um, because it's what we do full time. Mm. And, and it's so easy to excuse away um, missing time in prayer for one day or two days or time reading your Bible, uh, for a day or two, um, or God forbid a week, you know, it's so easy to excuse that away. And we just, we really have to fight for that core strength, uh, with Jesus. And man, if, if, if Pastor Levi talked about this with the staff this summer, you know, anytime you see somebody going astray, for some reason or another, or leaving the staff or the church or whatever, their their core left long before that, um, and it was yep. it was a deeper yep. thing. And so, just but but fighting, you know, sometimes the words that come out of our mouths are an indication of something that might be off in our spirit, and fixing that is huge. Very well said. I love it. Hey, I want you all to know, I. I, I love you all. I respect your house. I respect what you're building. Uh, your pastor and his teaching have fed my life. So really, really grateful for all three of you, the, the seats that you have on the bus, the role that you play. Um, it's making a difference in so many places. So just a big, big, big thank you uh, from me to you today. Uh, last question before we sign off here, rapid fire. Each of you has to answer. That's the rules. Why do you love the local church? I mean, what, what makes you wake up every single day to build God's kingdom? Why do you love the local church? I mean, God's moving in it and he's called us here and he's changed all of our lives by it. So it's a good reason. (laughs) Absolutely. I love the fact that we're seeing people move from death to life, from addiction to, to freedom, to, you know, broken marriages to healed marriages. I, I feel like the local church has always been the most important thing in our culture, but in today's day and age, I feel like it is so critical for us as a, as a core, as a group, as a, as a leadership team to get the impact that the local church has always made and can still make and that there is so much more work to do today uh, and, and to not think like, oh, well, the local church has gone astray or the local church isn't as important anymore because I can get it on a, a YouTube link or whatever. No, there's there's more need today, in my opinion, in the local church, the local community than there ever has been because of the fact that we're so easily distracted and disconnected Um from one another. So for me, I just, it's like coursing through my veins. I'm so excited every day to see people grow and whatever that looks like for each person. And that's what gets me going every day. I love it. I love the local church because 
there are always opportunities to get the high of seeing somebody's spirit lifted just a little bit, whether it's on the weekend or a volunteer comes in during the week or what, or hearing an email that gets written in, um, just seeing how God works in people's lives. Like we're one day in heaven, we'll get to go behind the veil and see everything that God was always doing behind the scenes that we couldn't see. But in the local church, you get to see little glimpses of that, this side of heaven. Yeah. And, and that's what I love. I love it. Thanks guys for your time today. We love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Well, I think you can agree. Uh, Fresh Life Church has an incredible culture, incredible leaders, and I'm so thankful they sat down and talked with us for this episode today. I want to encourage you to stay tuned. We have another great conversation coming your way for the Culture Carriers series uh, as we're ending season two of the podcast. Uh, if you've missed some episodes of the podcast, why don't you go back and binge like it's Netflix? Come on, somebody. Uh, a lot of great conversations this year. Uh, we've just counted it in honor have a space into your world as a leader in the second chair. Also, I want to encourage you, if this podcast is resonating with you, subscribe, rate, comment, share, do all the things, help us get word out. Um, this is like the best thing that we do, favorite thing that we do, getting to talk with you every single week on the podcast. So Leading Second, we love you. So thankful for you. Until next time, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. For more information, check out leadingsecond.com or join us on the Leading Second Forum on Facebook.